Welcome to Foundations, powered by Building Point. Join us each week as we discuss the world of building construction. All right, well, hello and welcome to Foundations, powered by Building Point. Each and every episode, we sit down with a single, simple goal, and that's to have a conversation about the concepts, the ideas, and the technology that's shaping and really, I guess, transforming, you might say, uh, the construction and larger buildings industry. My name is Corey Meyer, but more importantly, I'm joined in studio by my illustrious colleagues and partners in crime. So Chris Hawkins, Steve Carone, gentlemen, what is up and welcome back. Hey, Corey, how's it going? Hey, Corey, what's going on? Thanks for having me on. Oh, man. Steve just woke up. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so so we're kind of excited to be back in the in the saddle and again and doing another episode. The last couple of ones that we've done have really been focused on the field and production side um, of the construction spectrum. But today we wanted to go kind of earlier in that life cycle and really jump into a topic that um, that comes up quite often around the halls of Building Point, and that's to deal specifically with estimating. Uh, we've gotten a ton of feedback. There's a lot of t- requests that we get on these topics, and so. Because there's so much changing in it, and there's so much changing in how it pertains to how we estimate, you know, we've got BIM and, and models in general. Um, they're great for increasing efficiency and everybody's talking about them, you know, and it's great to be able to know that you can grab some geometry to make takeoffs happen more quickly. But today we really wanted to roll it back and simply talk about that blend of 2D and 3D estimating and the takeoff data we generate from it. And let's face it, everything isn't a model. I think that's the one thing that, that I know we're going to get out of this, this discussion here. But um, especially when we're talking about the pre-construction phase, a lot of things still happen in plan view. So what we, let, let's see if we can't unpack that and kind of talk about not only uh, briefly where the probably the industry is heading, but also if we talk about um, where it really is today in the real world. So let me see if I can tee up this from the beginning of the discussion a little bit better. Um, so we're talking about specifically about takeoff, and we're talking about where this thing is going to go. So I'll ask a simple question um, for the discussion, and it's going to be, is traditional takeoff dead or is it heading toward extinction or is it still a viable process? Yeah, it, it is definitely not dead. Uh, I mean, at first I thought you were adding a loaded question, but you know, it's just, <laughs> it, it's definitely not dead. Uh, I mean, there's just way too much uh, 2D, uh, you know, PDFs floating around out there. Well, I shouldn't say way too many. They're just, you know, a, a plethora of them. Um, Says the model guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, but I mean, that that's, that's the creature comfort, right? I mean, no matter how many models are out there, um, you know, you start getting models you dig into them you realize they're not very efficient models they're not you know who in the hell made this model um you know why did the person make this model because it's not very good um and you ultimately end up falling back to you know the 2d documentation which i mean that that's essentially what forms 95 percent of the construction set anyway so especially from like a legal standpoint too right i mean there's there's very few jobs that are even set up to say that this is the model is the legal document for the for the construction yeah definitely yeah true and so, so you're even starting off kind of behind the eight ball on that, in that models are great, like you said, for speed and for efficiency. But a lot of times you still have to go back to that legal side. Um, and, and when things start to hit the fan, I, I can see why there's a, an appeal to plan. View. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's just, I mean, there's just, it's, it's funny because, you know, in the early days, I mean, long, long time ago, I mean, everything was drawn in 3D. It's like 2017. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like, like way before my time. And, um, and, you know, and everything was drawn in 3D. That's just how everything was documented. But then, you know, the legal world came up and, and uh, you know, and, and suing everybody came up and buildings were falling apart. And so it's like, okay, we need that tried and true methodology of, of how everything's documented. Um, and it, they lost that, that 
architectural kind of you know artistry of just building everything off of 3D drawings and it had to fall back into a 2D documentation set. And then it became everybody had to learn truly how to read 2D drawings. And then somewhere along the line, that became the status quo. And it's and we're, we're trying to get back out of it, per se, with models. Um, but there's just that comfort level. And there's it's just been too ingrained in the system. It's not going to disappear. Right. And go around the table. I mean, so, Steve, you're kind of the, the estimating and, and cost guy here at Building Points. Um, and data guy for that matter as well, you know, I, I got to imagine that's kind of what you're seeing as well. You know, everybody loves to think that they can work in 3d geometry, but the reality is you're talking, still talking a lot about takeoff. Absolutely. Um, and what I see day to day, um, and dealing with a lot of maybe mid market, small, um, SMB type accounts, um, Everyone wants to talk about 3D models and, and uh, bring it up now and again, but when it comes down to the estimating uh, process, they're relying on 2D. It's kind of the still just the industry standard. Maybe they just uh, don't want to talk to you, though. Maybe, maybe it's not maybe. anything to do with the models. I've got, I've got a pretty voice on the phone. I'm not sure about that. But... Um, <laughs> But you know, in the, in he Chris, does have the radio voice that could have played <laughs> a does. role in our decision making process. It sounds good, <laughs> but um, but Chris nailed it. You know, right off the giddy up that it's not dead, and uh, I'm not sure it'll ever really be dead. Um, you know, estimators out there, they're they're very analytical. You know, they want to confirm everything. Um, they want to know every spec. They want to be able to confirm the data is there. And when you get a 3D model, um, again, these guys are out there and they're not sure where that's coming from. Where's the data? Um, and you see that a lot in the field. Um, they're not sure, you know, where the data is coming from and don't know if the architect is going to actually give them that data. So there's kind of a, a, a trust issue out there. Um, so even if they do have a 3D model, you'll see estimators out there take it and, and do a 2D takeoff, you know, overlaying that model on there. So it's, it's um, I, don't, I don't think it's going to go anywhere for a while. Um, people that I talk to as well, a lot of these guys are still doing manual takeoff. So if, really? if, if you approach, you know, a guy with doing manual takeoff using a, you know, pencil and you throw him a 3D model, I, I think he's going to look at you like a deer in headlights. You know, it's going to be kind of a scare. So um, what I see a lot right now is the transition is trying to get the, the smaller mid-market client um, up into a, a 2D digital takeoff. Um, that's a good transition. 3D that we do see out there modeling is is great for these large accounts that are, you know, got an IT staff, they've got some people with some technology background, understand the technology. Um, but Like doing but, a stadium that the roof barely yeah, fits together. And, yeah, exactly. Hypothetically. Right? But yeah, but when, when we get to, you know, a mass majority of the accounts that are out there, you know, that's just not where they're at yet. Um, so I do think, yes, you know, BIM, BIM is here, it's here to stay, it, it, it's the future. But I think we're, you know, kind of on a slow curve to that before it gets adopted by everyone in the market. Um, so it's just, you know, it's, it's kind of, uh, you know, hard to tell when that's going to be, but I think it's a, it's a slow curve to, to it being adopted everywhere. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, trust was a big thing Steve hit on was, I mean, it's not only trusting technology, it's trusting where you're getting the model from. It's, it's, it's having those relationships of where the drawing's coming from and knowing that you can rely on what's there. And when you add a model to the mix, you know, it adds even more, you know, trust factors because it's, you know, you could have some young person putting a model together and, you know, they could be, they could be doing the worst job of modeling and hiding all this stuff in the model, but it's actually there. And then when you actually go to do a takeoff from a model, 
hey, all this stuff that's visibly right. hidden yeah. is actually available. And so you're like, I don't see 5,000 doors. I see 20. You know, it's like, yeah. where are the other? And uh, and that's and that, that's kind of the baseline where, and again, what Steve mentioned, you, you, you know, the companies that are using it have that technology comfort level, know the things to look for, know that even though things are in the model, um, taking things off, you know, how, how you want to pull information out of it m- can be more simplistic um, than what all the metadata actually gives you. Um, and, 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 you and there's a, there's a learning curve to it. And so falling back to the digital takeoff, um, it's quick and easy, and, uh, and it's, it's, you know, there, there's no You can kind of take it to the factor. bank, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's a comfort yep. level, yep. you know. Yep. It's, it's, it's where people are comfortability-wise. And yep. it's hard to get, you know, it's hard to get people out of something that they're comfortable in. So especially when you're dealing with someone, you know, like an estimator who's that analytical and wants to know uh, exactly, you know, what they're looking at at all times. So. Right, right. And, and, and Chris, to kind of go back on that, because we were talking about services side, you know, and we, we do modeling and stuff and we help people out with modeling. But so often we come out of this and you're exactly right. You have no idea where this model is coming from. And I, I'm trying to think, of, well, as we're sitting here, of an example where even we trusted the model to start with. Oh, sure. Um, you yeah. know, we, we take the plans happily. We're like, oh yeah, give us the, give us the line work. We'll use that. Right. Um, but I'm trying to think of a time when you were like, oh yeah, give me that model and oh, we'll use that's, that. That's the first thing I do is I'm like, I, you got to look at some stuff and figure <laughs> out, I mean, from my, you know, previous days in architecture, you know, you're sharing models in between your office, you know, or, or in inner office and then intra office with your, you know, with your other partnering companies and, and unfortunately, you have that grain of, uh, you know, insecurity of I got to make sure I, I'm going to I'm supposed to take this and move forward with it and, and have 100 percent reliability in it. So now I have to do my due diligence and actually research this to make sure it's actually put together right. Um, and, you know, typically you you find that it potentially isn't or even in, on the, you know, pre-con side of things. And they might be getting models that are coming from a design perspective. They are not construction models. They are not, I mean, other, other than, <gasps> other, I know, how dare I say that, um, but they are, I mean, other than count, um, I mean, yeah, there'll be floor objects in there. Those floor objects don't necessarily represent materials, you know, flooring per se, or ceiling, you know, breakouts of what type of, you know, acoustical tile versus hard ceiling. And, and um, it's just easier to go through a plan and say, you know, this whole quadrant, this, this corridor system is this material, these offices are this material. And um, it's just it's just much more of a straightforward, streamlined process. So this brings up an interesting point because we're talking about the the small to mid-market who's, who's really, we've covered the guys who are coming out of paper and traditional takeoff, even digitizers and stuff like that, you know, moving to PDFs, which have come a long way. And I think it's safe to say PDFs have kind of stabilized in their evolution, right? We, we, they're a known quantity now. Um, a bad PDF looks like a bad PDF, smells like a bad PDF. Yes. Like you're, you know it right away. Right. Um, but what, what might be interesting though, is to, it, I think a question will start with Chris and then it'll go to Steve, but if people are getting into that, that idea of BIM and they want to live in that model, we are starting to see a stabilization where maybe we could go from the model to produce some plan sets for the estimators to be more comfortable with. Certainly, certainly, because no matter how convoluted the model could be, um, it, it's kind of behind the scenes, right? right. I mean, it's, it's, it's in the metadata. It, it's in the layering of what's in the elements. It's, it's in all this kind of minutia that, uh, that goes beyond just visually what you can see. I mean, it's still... 
uh, extremely fast to pull, you know, to, to cut a new plan at a certain elevation height. It's still crazy fast to pull a section of just where this weird kind of complex geometry might take place and, and understand it in that regard, you know, to give you quick ceiling heights and give, you know, to, to understand level to level what's going on. Um, but, uh, it, it, it's still just too easy to spit out that PDF exactly. and, and send that down the road for someone else to start their process on it. And, and, and it might be, you might think, oh, geez, I got a count. And so I'm clicking, clicking, clicking to pull a count or I'm drawing boxes to pull square footages. But in the big scheme of things, that's still faster, uh, sometimes depending on the quality of the data. Uh, to do that rather than decipher what's in the model and have all the, you know, higher level BIM estimating and pre-con tools, you know, work properly. Yeah, because I mean, so many companies are making that investment, you know, and they're and they're making that shift towards BIM, but but there's and you know VDC and all that stuff, but there there is an intermediate step that we can have there that yeah. says, okay, so you make the BIM investment, you have the model investment, but then you work with your existing recon and estimation team sure. to then build up what you need out of your plan sets because you could actually really help those guys out with now you're just building the plans that they want and need. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, and then I mean. I mean, you're always working on your specific tool set. So, I mean, as you're progressing into the BIM environment, you know, you, maybe you're not quite there to give you, I mean, you, you, you slowly tier all your deliverables. <clears throat> and so initially it's like, you're not just going to automatically just change your 2D construction documents to be all 3D, you know, and just like, you know, here's, you know, here, here's graphically an understanding of, you know, uh, exploded isometrics and all this kind of stuff to hear exactly how you're going to build it. You're still going to deliver your plans and elevations and sections, but the plan section elevations have become such a standard deliverable that they're so easy to pull out of a BIM model, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and be formatted as a PDF. And those PDFs now are so proliferated across all levels of, uh, you know, different uses in RFIs and, you know, different construction softwares and, and site plans where guys are going out and aggregating site photos and then tying them together on PDF plans as, you know, as the overall site plan so you can figure out what's going on on site. I mean, PDFs are a de facto standard, you know, in, in our industry today. And that makes you happy too on the estimating side, right, Steve? Because because they are a standard and it is easy to work with PDF still. It's still the most interchangeable format for the cost planning side of things. Absolutely. Um, and, and that's the big thing that I that I see today um, in, in speaking with estimators is the, the kind of common feedback that I get is it, it doesn't look like, you know, again, that mid-market, you know, SMB type account. They're not ready for that huge change just at the snap of a finger. You know, it's got to be a gradual. And is there um, enough value there for even them to even make that shift? I mean, that's the, another question. That's a that, good question. That's a totally different episode. Yeah, but. you know. <laughs> It definitely is. I mean, value is all relative depending on what individual firm is looking right. at. But um, but yeah, it's a whole other call. Yeah, but you're right. Yeah, and in the end, you know, uh, in this field, people, you know, they're comfortable with with the tools and resources that they're working with, what they they have been working with. And what I see today is to you know get a change and get and and you know have them adopt new technology. It's a process. It's a gradual process. You know, unless we're talking about the big boys that have like a, a larger team. So. Um, you know, I think it's a slow and steady wins the race type deal is what we're looking at today. Uh, I think we will get there, um, but again, it's just going to take some time, and and you know, and we'll see where we end up in you know in the in the coming you know months to years from now on, on where you know things look in the future. And that, that is, I mean, to close that out, I mean, that is kind of one of the exciting things is we're finally starting to see over 
after not a lot of, of dynamic movement, we're finally starting to see this technology and movement within of technology within the estimating segment, right? For right. so long, it was just, oh, the, guy, the estimators just sit in their corner and do what they want to do. And now they actually have some technology and some some processes that are coming to them that can actually make their job better, right? Whether Absolutely. It's, whether it's using database-driven estimating, all that stuff, you know, the Steve, that you do on a daily basis. But that's really kind of finally coming to them and kind of giving them a little bit easier job as opposed to everyone else always getting the benefits for now. You know, design had has had it for a while and produ- the production side and the field side, like we've seen crazy changes. And it really seems like now there's actually some excitement on the on the estimating side too. Yeah, and there, and there really is. I mean, the, the these guys that are out there that have been doing manual takeoff forever now, you can have a conversation about uh, assemblies and, and work breakdown right. structures and, and the easeability that you can get by now utilizing a software. I mean, it's mind blowing to some of them to, to know how much cost savings and, and how much risk can be taken off. You know, these guys can finally sleep at night not having to worry about their estimate. You know, it gives gives them a little peace of mind at the end of the day. So it's 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 really good stuff. And we just we just got to continue to get the message out there and let these guys know that the technology's here. It's not going anywhere and it's going to continue to advance. And if, if you know, you want to keep up with PAR, you're going to need to advance with te- technology as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's, and when you mentioned slow and steady, I mean, it's funny because even though it's a slow and steady progression from manual to digital, you know, moving on to the BIM side, there's still such a huge leap in oh, benefit yeah. coming yeah. from manual to digital. I mean, it's just, I mean, and the comfort level is still, there's almost like no concern of BIM. I, this stuff's crazy and I don't quite have the time or, you know, uh, you know effort to, to get it, to, to bring it into uh, my standard. But, um, you know, just... Going from manual to digital is, is a huge jump. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and that's then that's why I say when you're talking to a guy that's doing manual takeoff, I mean, you bring up 3D, and I think you'll just you know they're yeah. gonna look at you like yep. <laughs> what are you like deer in headlights? You know yep. their head's gonna explode. So um, we got to know who we're talking to. You know, of course, when we have these conversations, sure. know your accounts. But um, you know, like I said, we'll get there. Um, but uh, time will tell them when that's uh, actually gonna be kind of an industry standard. Uh, for uh, the 3D model. All right. Well, I'll give you a date of three months. We'll see how we can. We'll check okay, that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll see how that is. <laughs> All right. Well, Chris and Steve, this has been a lot of fun uh, talking about models, data, PDF. I didn't think we were talking about PDF today. That's actually kind of fun. Uh, what isn't there to like about talking about this topic? But um, you guys were pros. Very much appreciated. So thanks for coming on today. I know you guys have a huge choice in these podcasts. So. <laughs> Well, that's our show for this week. And of course, we love feedback, comments, discussion topics. Um, We make it easy as possible to connect with us. So Twitter is best at FoundationsBP. But you can also reach out to us via your local Building Point partners on LinkedIn and Facebook as well. And of course, make sure you stay up to date with our latest episodes by subscribing with your favorite podcast client through iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play. It's great to be back in here in our comfy new studio and talking about construction. Guys, again, it was a blast. Thanks for sitting in today. Had a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Thank you, man. And on behalf of the entire Foundations team, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks again for joining us this week on Foundations. Stay up to date on each episode by subscribing via iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play. 